Hello, welcome to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, a weekly podcast exploring the lives and minds of theatre practitioners in and around the New Zealand performing arts industry. I am your host, James Shearer, and today I am joined by mother of three from South Africa, Pat. Pat's career began when she was working as an usher for Blackboard Theatre Collective's season of Severely Queer. She saw the host struggling with his nerves and decided to take the stage and give him a break, performing a six-minute song and dance number and wowing the audience. Since then, she has become Instagram famous, with goals of becoming real famous very soon. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, enjoy a conversation with Pat on Broadway and other Kiwi dreams. Hi, Pat. Hello. How's it going? I'm good, thank you. I'm very good. How are you? I'm very good as well. That's so nice to talk to you, to talk to somebody at least, you know, stuck in the house all day. Yeah, I know. This isolation is crazy. Yeah, really nuts. Do you want to tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself? I have to talk about me. Okay. Um, well, uh, my name is Pet. It's short for Patricia. Originally, I'm from Pretoria in South Africa. Um, but I moved here 14 years ago with my husband and my three little angels, of course, on a good day. That's what they're called on a bad day. Not really that. Uh, just the alternative word is H1T in different versions. But uh, yes, that's, I've been here for 14 years and I was so thankful to come to this country, you know, from where we come from. Everyone opened their arms to me to come into their house, you know. You just don't get that in South Africa. Somebody asks you to come into their house, you'll get shot, you know. Not here. It's like a family. It's great. Totally. Uh, so I don't know if you know this, but this is actually a theatre podcast. Oh, a theatre. I love Theatre, totally love the theatre. It's great, you know. You know, I've had I've, I've had a few debuts. What's your favourite musical? My favourite musical. Well, you know what? I think that would have to be Wicked. You know, the spectacle of it, the story. It's fantastic. I just love Wicked. You know, those big notes from that witch. Oh, so good. Totally. So you were saying before that you um. You've had a few debuts. Oh, yes, yes. I had um, a debut. Well, I was actually not really a debut. I was just working and, um, you know, just, just meeting people into the usher in the theatre. And um, I just thought to myself, I'd better be prepared for something if somebody goes down during the performance, you know. So I had something prepared, been taking some burlesque classes, thought I'd throw that in there. And, you know, lo and behold, the day came and... The, the poor performer looked like he needed a rest, you know. So I decided I was going to give him a break and I had my debut. I had my five minutes on stage. And from there, you know, it's just snowballed, you know. Pat is an essential need that nobody knows that they need, I think, anyway. Amazing. How did that feel? How did your debut night feel? Oh, fantastic. Oh, just the, oh, you know, the people looking at you and, um, you know, I'm, pretty sure that they were laughing with me so that's a positive sign and um yeah it just felt so liberating to get out and just give things a go you know that's what life's about just giving everything a good go and um you know maybe it inspired somebody to do the same one day who knows who knows you know I just you know I could babble all day you know this is just oh so great to talk to you what my angel what got it in her nose Oh, look, James, look. All right, Clive, I'm coming. Look, my husband got deal with the situation. You know, they've been watching TV, you know, watching people do those tests, shoving COVID things up their nose. Now my daughter thinks she can do it to my stupid sister. So I've just got to go deal with the situation, James, okay? I'm sorry, oh. we have to cut this oh, short. Okay. It's been so lovely that, talking to you. Uh, okay, yeah, that was 
a really short interview, but uh, yeah, all right. Okay, take care. Okay. Yeah, we'll, I guess we'll see you later. Take care. Yeah, bye. Take care. Take it out of the night. Okay, well, it's a, it's a good thing I brought a backup for today. Uh, future James, do you want to kick us off again? Uh, yeah, sure thing, past James. Um, let me just get this music going again. Uh, where is it? Ah, uh, yep, uh, there we go. Hello, and welcome to Broadway and other Kiwi dreams, blah, 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 a weekly podcast exploring the lives and minds, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I am your host, James Shearer, and I am joined today by tap dance and mother extraordinaire, Hilary Mulder. Hilary has loved dancing since her days of getting up at the back of her big sister's dance classes and having a boogie. Since then, she has gone on to study and work in the performing arts industry, even having a brief stint at Euro Disney Paris as Mary Poppins. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, enjoy a conversation with Hilary on Broadway and other Kiwi dreams. Hi, Hilary. How's it going? Really good, James. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks so much for being my backup guest today. It's not a problem at all. Always good to be a backup. Always good to have a backup. Totally, yeah. So I, I did I did ask Pat this, but I wanted to know what your favourite musical is. Is it the same as Pat? Is it Wicked as well? Yeah, I'm pretty sure hers would have been Wicked. Um, no, um, I, you know, I love Wicked. I went to see it four times when it, when it came here, but I'd have to say my ultimate Favourite musical would have to be Cabaret. I love Cabaret. Just something about it that's not your typical musical that makes it more interesting for me. I wanted to jump back a bit to your early life, your childhood. Were you a performer growing up? I thought you were going to say, were you a child growing up? Yes, yes, I was. Were you ever a child? <laughs> I still am, I think. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think I was. When I was I, my earliest memory of wanting to perform was my sister had dance classes and I wasn't allowed to do it because it was my sister's thing. And so I used to sit at the back of the class and just get up at the back and my mum would pull me down and this went on for a whole year and then at the end of the year the dance teacher came up to her and said you just you're gonna have to let this kid dance and from then I was doing what you name it I wanted my hands on it so we had tap lessons jazz lessons ballet lessons singing anything to do with school musicals just loved it so you said your sister was a dancer were your parents performers at all no no my dad my dad was a guitarist in a band in the UK in the mm-hmm. sort of late 60s, early 70s. Um, but no, otherwise, mum was uh, from Paiatua. Uh, and uh, yep, just a farm girl. But no, no, no musicality other than dad, really. And in my opinion, you're a very good tap dancer. Oh, thanks. <laughs> in a lot of people's opinions. Where did that stem from? I think when I first started, was allowed to dance, um, that's the genre that I really enjoyed. I think it was the fact that you mm-hmm. could make as much noise as you possibly liked and not get told off for it. And that was me. I could never sit still as a kid. And my dance teacher sort of saw that in me and she became like a second mum. I used to go around to her house a lot and watch all the old, you know, um, Shirley Temple videos and Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers. And then I started doing cops from there and I just, yeah, I just loved it. You can make so many rhythms, so many beats, so musical, but at the same time, 
loud. You can hear it. Awesome. Totally. Did you perform in high school? Yeah, I did. I, um, the last two years of primary, we had um, musicals, which was quite cool. One was called uh, Chic Rattle and Roll, was set in Arabia. <laughs> Amazing. It was like, a, I don't know, a weird version of Aladdin. Um, but that was great fun. And then as soon as I got to high school, I was like wanting to do everything. I returned to the Forbidden Planet, Oklahoma, me and my girl. Um, Alice in Wonderland, yeah, some cool musicals. Very musical um, high school. That's cool. So next question is, what is your dream role to play that you haven't played already? Oh, well, that goes back to my favourite musical, Cabaret. I would love to play Sally Bowles. That's a dream character. She's epic. Dancer, she sings, she's got, she's got emotion. She's not just a girl lost and then finds a dude and all that shit. Yeah, it's kind of the whole package, eh? Yeah. So that's a... That would be an awesome challenge, hopefully. Won't get too old. Mm. Well, I think Sally's, well, I guess she's kind of young and vibrant, but I don't think she has to be young, young. No, nah, man, I'm pretty sure Liza Minnelli was like 45. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I've got a wee while yet. I've got a wee while yet. <laughs> After high school, you, you went to a performing college, eh? Yeah, so they had a diploma, you know, after you finish seventh form or year. 13, I think that is now, um, you could do a performing arts diploma. So stay to do that instead of choosing to go to uni tech for three years. Or and I'm not really sure why I did that, but I'm glad I did because the tutors that we had there were in the industry currently working. And, yeah, I, I was introduced to Stanislavski technique, which has just stuck with me ever since, and I thought I grew from that. So after I did that, I got on the plane and went to the UK. and. Mm-hmm. Tried my hand at just going to as many auditions as I possibly could, but you know, you come from like small pond to a massive pond, and it was a, it was definitely a hit home, and I learned a lot from the experiences there, and did a few things like Euro Disney and a few sort of pro am shows, but nothing. Getting into the musicals there was was really really difficult. You know, mm. it hammered you down a bit. Yeah, totally. You studied dance teaching, eh? Yes. Yeah, I. I did like a lot of travel and you did the whole UE thing, you know, uh, UE, EU, no, OE, that's the one, um, the, OE, <laughs> the OE thing and did a lot of traveling and then met my partner over there and decided to come home and as soon as I got home, I start, decided I wanted to teach so I got all my teaching certificates within two years and started teaching and taught for that school for nine years. Teaching was awesome because... I don't know, you're just, you're giving, you're giving to people that you're giving enjoyment, you're giving discipline, you're giving confidence to people that don't have any. And it was, it was awesome, but it was exam based. So at the same time, you had to produce marks that parents wanted, yet they didn't really understand the ability of their children, which was really Mm. difficult. And it just got really, really stressful after a while. And then I started, I started a musical theatre class which grew into three different classes over time and now they've actually got a performing arts sector to their dance school which is awesome that was fun because it was all free and it was like you know just exploring what people wanted to explore explore without them having any pressure to sit exams at the end of it so i enjoyed that you said before that you did euro disney yeah six month contract is uh, mary poppins <laughs> what was that like as the employee of disney <laughs> it was, sounded amazing and and it was 
was amazing. It was a lot of fun, but you didn't speak much. You got put on a float. You're allowed to, to wave, um, but not say anything because obviously people in France think that all the Disney characters are French. So if mm. you speak in English or in a, an accent that doesn't sound right, then they'll cry. So I didn't want that. <laughs> so you just stand and wave and then also, also got to be um, Mickey's backup dancer, which was so much fun. Awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Cool. I want to ask you if you have a dream miscast role. You know, I have three of these and that I have thought long and hard about just over time. And I think my first one would be the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I would love to play that role. They are all male that I want to play, which is hilarious. Yep. The other one would be uh, Trunchable from Matilda. That role is mm-hmm. epic. Technically, it, it is a female role, but it's a male playing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I just, I just, it's so good. And my ultimate would have to be the genie in Aladdin. Hell yes. Amazing. That would be epic. Yeah, yeah, it's such high energy. And he taps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So good. Yeah, I just want to be blue, really. That's the main thing. It's blue. More recently, you've done a bit of stuff with the court jesters. Yeah, last year I decided that, I don't know, if you're always challenging yourself, then you're always growing. And um, I've always loved improvisation and always felt like I had a knack for comedy, but wanted more tools in the bag in order to be able to be confident with it. So I just sent a message to the the court jester's director and had a meeting and then got a contract. And Jesus, that was scary walking into that room with improvisers for the first time Mm -hmm. and them just all looking at you. And, you know, they don't find what the general public find funny because Mm. they're pros, you know. So it's been awesome. I've learned a hell of a lot and still learning. So it's... Yeah, it's great. It's a great skill to have to apply anywhere, even in just general life, I think. Being able to just think of stuff on the spot and, you know, play. It's all about playing. And that's pretty much what, you know, anything to do with theatre is. It's cool. A lot of fun. It must be so surreal to be on that stage and to do that with those guys. Hell yes. I think my first my first show as, you know, my debut as an improviser with the company was great. It was really cool. It was with Dan yeah. Bain and um, Robbie. And Kathleen Burns was emceeing, and I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think it was very well structured so that I could have a lot of fun, which was great. The second time was, wasn't was so fun. I think it was just one of those nights where you, you overthought stuff, and I just got given these offers that I just had nothing. Like, I was thinking too much about it. I should have just gone with whatever yeah. I thought about. And then I ended up being this, I don't know, woman opening the door that was this little boy's mother who it was his birthday and I just stood there smoking in front of him, like pretending to smoke <laughs> and just, just didn't really know what to do. I was a fish in, a dead fish in water. Um, but after that, they got progressively better, thank God. I think the key is just not to care. Yeah, totally. I can imagine that you probably wouldn't remember much of each show because it just goes so quickly and you're like thinking in your feet so much. You're just in and out, eh? You walk off stage going, yeah. what the fuck just happened? What just <laughs> happened? It's hilarious. And then you stay up to like three o'clock in the morning thinking about it, overanalyzing everything. Mm, but yeah. it's, it's such an adrenaline kick. It really is. It's great. Yeah, try it. Go on, James. Get out over there and you go do it. Okay. Uh, maybe <laughs> when I get back to Christchurch. Yes, yes, do it, do it. I'm always kind of interested in what people do when they're not performing. Obviously, you're a mother 
of three children, which is a massive, massive job. Yeah. But apart from that, what do you kind of spend your time doing? Gosh, that's, it takes up a lot of my time, actually. Um, I don't know. I think whatever I do, I'm, I'm an active relaxer, so I can't sit down and just zone out and watch Netflix or, you know, stick to one book and read it for half an hour. I try and keep myself busy by doing my OCD cleaning at home. That's a problem. <laughs> um, but also I love writing anything, just writing poetry or writing, I don't know, silly things that come into your head. That keeps me active. Yeah, I struggle to sit. So I think having kids is actually really handy because it always keeps you busy. You've always got something yeah. to do. I don't, know, I don't even know what else I do. I love to tap. I love music. <laughs> and I love doing creative, stupid shit. Coming to creative, stupid shit, this is a spoiler warning for anyone that doesn't want to know more about Pat. Pat is you. Yes. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's one and the same, you know. Where did that come from? Oh, my God. It's a hilarious story, actually. I was missing a friend who lives in Auckland now, and I'd moved to Christchurch. And I've done a South African accent for him before because my husband's South African. And so I decided, because I missed him and he was going on Canada to hol- for a holiday with his boyfriend, that I'd sent him a video in the South African accent. And I just came up with Pat like, from absolutely nowhere and wrote him this song because I knew his next project was something to do with pride and then sent him a video saying, you know, hello, I'm sorry, I, you know, Hillary's told me about you and I just decided I wanted to send some love to you and you inspire me. And he took that video and decided to use it and that's how I got uh, I got Pat out into public arena <laughs> and severely yeah. queer and, yeah, yeah just just as a little guest spot and then from there so was that the first public foray of pat and severely queer yeah never never mm-hmm. done pat before it came out of nowhere and then now it's kind of snowballed into into a real character it's amazing yeah it's cool it's cool because i feel like i've got so much to do with this this character but i don't know where yet it unfolds itself she unfolds herself how do you come up with the ideas for like the videos and stuff because I feel like it's partly your experiences, eh? Yeah, 100%. I don't know. Myself as as Hillary, I'm actually quite an introverted person when it comes to being mm-hmm. in social situations or, yeah, within the theatre world, I'm quite an introvert. And I think Pat allows me to be me through her. <laughs> yeah. With, you know, little quirky things, but it just comes to me. And I think as you go through the suit, I could go on and on about supermarkets. God knows why. But there's just so much funny <laughs> stuff that happens at supermarkets. I just have these ideas and then I write stuff down and then I leave it and then I come back to it. I don't know. No, I think they're funny. And and as Pat, I don't care if anybody else finds them funny or not. I just want to share. I just want to give. Yeah, it's actually therapeutic. Yeah, it's that thing of just always be creating, eh? 100%. That's what it is. Um, So this podcast is called Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams. And that's because it's one of my dreams to be a professional performer, not necessarily on Broadway, but, you know, just in that arena. Um, So I was wondering what your Kiwi dream is. To be honest, I feel like I'm actually living it. I get to perform at a professional level. I feel like I'm growing each time I perform and gaining new experiences from watching other people. And the main thing is, is that I'm giving, you're giving to people. And I think that's the one thing that I've always loved about theatre is that you're just giving for the sake of giving the talent that 
you have and it's fun and you get paid for it. I couldn't be happier. I wouldn't want to be greedy. I don't want to be famous. <clears throat> I don't have any aspirations to be big or to have a name known, but just to be happy performing and learning. Be happy performing and learning. Kiwi dream, tick. Kiwi dreams, tick. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed diving into the life and mind of Hilary Mulder. And of course, of Pat. You can find both Hilary and Pat on Instagram at Mulder Hillary. If you haven't already, go follow the podcast on Spotify. All episodes go live there hours before I share on social media. So if you follow there, you can get in and listen early. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as on our website. All of those links are in the description. Join me next week as I talk to a Potterhead who recently went on his own Harry Potter-esque journey to Scotland on Broadway and other Kiwi dreams.